0: Professional soldier, and that is what I will be until I die. The military is a profession that brands itself on the soul and causes you forever after to view the world and all human endeavor through a unique set of mental filters. The more profound and intense the experience, the hotter the brand, and the deeper it is plunged into you. I was seared to the core of my being. For twenty years, I served America in the most demanding and dangerous units in the United States Army, as a combat infantryman, as a ranger, and ultimately as a founding member and eight-year veteran of the Army's super-secret counterterrorist arm, Delta Force. Close brutal combat puts a callous layer on each individual who undergoes the experience. With some men, their souls become trapped inside those accrued layers, and they stay tightly bound up within themselves, unable or unwilling to reach outside that hard, protective shell. For others, the effect is just the opposite. That coating becomes like a looking-glass, highlighting and magnifying the things that are really important in life. Every sensation becomes precious and delicious, even the painful ones, sometimes especially the painful ones, I feel that's what my experiences have done for me. I hate the destructiveness and waste of warfare, but I love the sensation of it. In combat, mankind is seen in absolutes, at his very best or his very worst. There are no in-betweens. No one has a place to hide. War has also taught me that each one of us contains every ingredient of the human recipe— By varying measure we are all cowards and brave men, thieves and honest men, selfish and selfless men, malingerers and champions, weasels and lions. The only question is how much of each attribute we allow, or force, to dominate our being. In combat there are no winners. The victors just happen to lose less than the vanquished. One side may impose its will on the other but there is nothing noble or virtuous about the process. People are killed and maimed, homes and communities are destroyed, lives are shattered, families are broken apart and scattered to the wind, and just a few years later, we can barely remember why. Above my desk is a picture taken in 1982 of B Squadron, my old Delta unit. It is one of the very few group photos ever taken within our organization. It shows a group of hardened special operations combat veterans. In the course of the next decade, nearly every man in that photo would be wounded at least once, some multiple times. Many were maimed or crippled for life. A number would be killed in action. All of us are freighted with the memories of those times and events, and all of us are better men for the experience. This is my story of that perilous yet fascinating world as seen through my eyes and lived in my skin, told as honestly and faithfully as I can, I can do no more than that, and in honor of my fallen comrades, I can do no less. During the 1970s, the United States became the favorite whipping boy for any terrorist group worthy of the name. They had come to realize that American interests could be struck with practical impunity throughout the world, and as the decade unfolded, the pace and severity of those assaults quickened. America, the Gulliver-like giant, had sickened of warfare in Vietnam and was both unable and unwilling to slap at the mosquitoes of terrorism. For years, famed Special Forces officer Colonel Charlie Beckwith— had been the lone voice crying in the wilderness about the terrorist threat facing the nation and what it would take to effectively confront that threat. He had seen the need within the U.S. military for a compact, highly skilled, and versatile unit able to undertake and execute difficult and unusual special missions. Modelled along the lines of the British commando organization, the Special Air Service, S.A.S., such an element would be the surgical instrument that could be employed at a moment's notice to execute those tasks outside the realm of normal military capability. It was Charlie's tenacity that finally won the day and set the wheels in motion that would ultimately bring such a unit into existence. But creating that organization and bringing it to life within the hidebound hierarchy of the army was a task not dissimilar to electing a pope. As a rule,